I always celebrate when I lose followers because I want people to not resonate with me because if everyone's resonated with me, I'm obviously not being specific enough and true enough to myself because the reality is not everyone's gonna like me. Identify what parts of yourself you're hiding right now. The part of you that you're probably trying to hide is going to be one of the most polarizing aspects about your personality. And if you feel shame in showing it to other people, you should definitely start showing it to other people. Welcome to the Boss Babe podcast, a place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. I'm this week's host, Natalie Ellis. I am CEO of Boss Babe, and I am so excited for you to dive into this episode with a really good friend of mine, Rachel Bell. Rachel is just such a light and is so incredibly intelligent. I have absolutely loved watching her journey and she really has shared so much on social over the past couple of years and has allowed you to see what it's really like behind the scenes of building in a business. And she really stands in, I think, full authenticity of who she is to be able to show up as such an incredibly inspirational leader. She's also the co-founder of two seven-figure companies, Trill Media and OCA, where she supports health coaches in their businesses. And this episode is absolutely packed with Instagram tips, tricks, strategies, and we get really, really specific on everything and talk exactly about what it takes to generate hype organically on Instagram, as well as you can get fully comfortable being yourself on video, which isn't always the easiest for people. It's going to be amazing. Rachel has such an awesome community on Instagram, people that really know, love and trust her. And I think this episode is going to give you a big insight into how she's actually been able to cultivate that. And as usual, I'm also going to share with you one of our quotes of the week. And this week it is, what you create, creates your reality. And it is really true, whether that's in your business, your relationships, your routines, the products you're creating, it all really shapes the reality that you actually live in. And so before we dive into the podcast, I want to share something really exciting with you. And it really sings true to what I said about what you create, creates your reality. Now, if you're building your personal brand or a business, whether it's service or product-based, and you're looking to make it really take off this year and completely change the reality that you're living in, I think you are going to love this. So we recently launched Insect Growth Accelerator, which is a 12-week program designed to help you grow your audience, attract paying followers, and become an expert in your space. Now, we've been asked thousands of times to release the exact Instagram strategy that we've used to build a global brand with over a million followers and growing at around 28,000 a week, as well as for countless of our clients. And it's so exciting to be able to finally tell you that it's here. So I want you to imagine stepping into this program and stepping fully into your business or brand and thinking about what it would look like to be able to completely sell out of your programs or products and generate crazy hype around your brand from simply posting on social media, doing stories, which is all completely possible. Or maybe it's waking up to new paying followers without having to spend a penny to acquire them. It is very possible for you to wake up to hundreds of new followers without worrying about them unfollowing you and having to push really hard and play the unfollow follow game and all those things that are just so exhausting and don't really form part of a long-term strategy. 
Or maybe for you, it will be knowing how to generate consistent on-brand content with ease and actually have people engage with it the second you post, not putting content out there and feeling like you're just totally wasting your time because no one's even engaging with you and no one's even seeing it. That is something we can help you with so quickly. And we've helped so many of our clients get their content viral within just a few days of working together. Maybe for you, it would be really exciting to be able to cultivate an audience of really warm leads, exciting clients, and really brand evangelists who can share your mission on your behalf. I don't know if you know, but Boss Babe content is shared way more by other people on a daily basis than it is by us. It's our community that's really driving our brand forward. And all of this is possible. And beyond that, you know, you could have DMs completely filled with potential clients asking to buy from you and thanking you for what you do. I can tell you with complete certainty that the Insta Growth Accelerator framework can make this possible for you. I know you've probably heard me say it already, but I have poured my heart and soul into this program and I so deeply believe in what I've been able to create and the strategy and framework that I've been able to break down and share with you. We have tested on accounts with 100 followers, 10,000 followers, 100,000 followers, and it very much come back to the same thing. It works. No matter what stage you're at, this strategy and framework is going to work with you. And we've successfully done this numerous times for ourselves and for countless clients. And if you bring the work ethic, I will bring the strategy and we will do this together. You don't have to keep doing this alone. It really is time for you to step in that next phase of growth and expansion and ask what that looks like for you. And it could all start with this decision to invest in IGA. And we've just had some incredible results so far from the clients that we work with. One of our clients has generated over $80,000 completely organically from Instagram. And she's got less than 15,000 followers. She's working less than she ever has. And she is happier than she's been in a really long time. And that's a massive thing. It's not just the revenue, but it's the fact that she's not having to hustle her ass off to bring in every single sale. Another client of ours has been able to grow their account from zero to 15,000 ideal clients who are so targeted and engaged. And she's done that in just a couple of months. So this is all so completely possible for you, but it's going to start with a decision to really seriously commit. And I know that investing in a program can be absolutely terrifying. Trust me, it was for me. I can literally still remember the day that I bought my first program. I was like shaking with my credit card, like, oh my God, this is so much money. What's happening? This is something I've never done before. And I made my money back so quickly after joining that program that I knew it was such the right decision for me. It really was, to be honest, that kind of fuel in the rocket that I needed and just catapulted me into so many opportunities, so much growth. And so maybe IGA could be that for you. But here's the thing, IGA will actually be the last program on Instagram that you will ever have to buy. And the reason for that is we are making a commitment to give you lifetime access and we'll constantly upgrade and add new modules as things change on social media. So if you're ready to take the leap and invest in your final Instagram course and know that this course is going to be the one that will continually keep supporting you on your journey as you're continuing to grow and get results, then we would absolutely love to work with you. So if you want to find out more and chat with one of the team to figure out if it's going to be a fit for you, you can head to instagrowthaccelerator.com and you'll actually get $1,000 off right now. We are running an amazing launch promotion where you'll save $1,000 if you sign up. And like I said, we would love to have you in there. 
this is one of the best programs I've ever ever created and I'm so happy to be in there working with you actually coaching you and getting on calls with you every couple of weeks to see where things are at we have an amazing community in there and together on calls we're just generating so much energy and results it's amazing so yeah hopefully I'm going to see you in there and then without any further ado let's just dive straight into this week's podcast a boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise. Keep going and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. Vision of success. Hey Rachel, welcome to the show. I am literally so excited to have you here. It's going to be an amazing time to catch up with you and it just feels like you're killing it right now. So I'm really, really excited to talk to you. Let's take a minute to talk about one of my favorite educational platforms, Masterclass. I have been referring back to this platform for years and I love that you can simply log in and take inspirational classes from world-class coaches no matter where you are. If you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love what you see. One of the latest classes I tuned into was Anna Winter's class on creativity and leadership. She takes you into her office as Vogue's editor-in-chief and it was so inspiring to learn about her leadership style, team culture, and how she encourages creativity in her team. Not only does Masterclass have tangible business development classes that you can watch at your desk or listen to on the go, but it also includes classes in 10 other categories ranging from food, home and lifestyle, music, wellness, design and so much more. There are over 200 classes to choose from with new classes added every month. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Plus, Every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash boss babe, masterclass.com slash boss babe. The other day, the team and I were talking about how much our audience loves biohacking. And whenever we release content based around creating better habits for our lifestyle and health, you all seem to really soak it up and request more. So I wanted to share about our podcast sponsor, Prolon, today because I've never seen a company like this. Prolon is a revolutionary plant-based nutrition program that nourishes the body while making cells believe that they're fasting. There are so many strategic benefits to fasting and Prolon helps you hit these goals without actually needing to fast. Prolon's five-day program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all designed to keep your body in a fasted state. And you get everything pre-packaged, labeled, and ready to go, so there's no guesswork. It's super simple, and it works. Extended fasting of at least two to three days has proven to produce unique benefits like cellular rejuvenation, metabolic support, and increased cardiovascular health. So if you're ready for a fasting program that doesn't leave you hungry or exhausted and instead gives you more energy, I highly recommend giving Prolon a try. Right now, Prolon is offering Boss Babe podcast listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash boss babe. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash boss babe for this special offer. Prolonlife.com slash boss babe. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Natalie. Seriously, like we collaborated once like a year and a half ago, I think, when we did that event together. And since then, I've just been like, you know what? Natalie is a boss babe for sure. And I just need to stay connected. So I'm so glad that we're here to like connect again and chit chat about the important stuff. 
Oh, I love that. And I literally promo the hell out of you and your stories to all of my society babes. So I know when they're listening to this, they're going to be like, ah, that's the Rachel that she's always talking about. I'm always like, are you watching her story? She's killing it. Hilarious. I do the same thing to you. I'm like, go to Natalie's profile. (laughs) Do what she does. Oh my God. I love it. You have a really, really amazing journey. And actually, you just shared this on your stories a few days ago. So I definitely encourage everyone after listening to this episode to go and follow you to kind of watch that. But you shared an amazing story. And what I love about you is you're not afraid to tell the truth and share like the great and the not so great behind the scenes. Because as entrepreneurs, we know it's very up and down. And what it might look like on the surface is not always what it truly is. So I would love if you could just give a bit of background on yourself and how you got to be where you are. So here's like basically the spark notes version, because <laughs> I went into pretty much like a lot of detail on my Instagram story, because a lot of people are just avoiding really, really hard work and struggle in their business. And if anyone's listening to this, who's like more new in your business, and you're just trying to get it off the ground and hit consistent income months, and maybe even go full time, you know, more than anyone else, how hard it is to stay consistent and motivated when things aren't actually happening for you. And that was my story for such a long time. And I basically started out not even knowing what I wanted to do for a living at all. Of course, as most 18-year-olds, when they graduate their high school or whatever, were thinking, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I didn't want to go to college just to study something for the hell of it and get in a bunch of student debt when I didn't know what I was really aiming for. But when I found out that you could actually coach people and help support people for a living, I was like, what? I can just be a good human and help others and I can get paid for that? And it just kind of opened up my horizons to what entrepreneurship really meant to me, which was helping others and making money. And that's really what what a business, in my opinion, is existing to do is help people and make money. And everyone wins in that situation and it helps the economy. And it's just such an amazing way to employ yourself by supporting others. So of course, I was just excited by the notion that maybe I could just share my knowledge with others and get paid for it. That was really exciting to me. But at 18 years old, it's not like I knew a whole lot (laughs) either. So (laughs) I was like, you know what, what have I actually gone through that would maybe help others. And I had overcome myself through mindfulness and meditation and just inner work and personal development, how to overcome things like eating disorders and self-harm and whatnot. And, you know, the standard teenage girl pressure things. And even into our adult lives, it's hard not to get caught in that comparison trap and thinking that you're not enough. So I wanted to help others overcome that, specifically other teen girls. So I just went down a whole rabbit hole of trying to discover how to make this a full-time living and I interned for a year for free with someone who was already doing something like that, which was an amazing mentorship experience, which is why I believe so much in mentorship now, because I know that that set me ahead a few years in my entrepreneurship journey, even though I wasn't generating revenue with my own business at that time. So long story short, I ended up doing all the wrong things (laughs) and some of the right things. And finally was able to go full time in my business after around three or four years of just struggling and trying and failing. And then it exploded very quickly because you'll notice, especially, you know, in your journey, Natalie, I'm sure you've noticed the same thing. It takes a long time to learn a lesson, but once you actually embody it and start applying it, business is so much quote unquote easier after that, or the momentum is much easier to keep and build upon. So that's basically what happened to me in my story. And right now I'm finally doing coaching again. I stopped doing coaching for a little bit because I needed to figure out how to actually make a business. And I wanted to do a done for you service. So my Instagram growth agency, Trill Media was born out of that. And we were able to grow that to seven figures. And then we started Online Coach Accelerator, which is our mentorship program for other coaches who want to go full-time in their business 
and learn how to make consistent $10,000 months in their business. So I'm super excited about it. I'm stoked that I'm finally here (laughs) and that I've solved some of the mysteries that kept me stuck for so long. But yeah, that's my story. And that's where I come from. I love it. And so you mentioned the Instagram agency that you have. What do you think is your absolute zone of genius? That's a really good question. And it's changed over time because I don't think that I've actually experienced what it's like to be in my total zone of genius until this year. And I think that my zone of genius right now is in copywriting. I still need to develop my skills a little bit, but it's kind of the reason why I've been able to grow audiences online very quickly and retain a high engagement rate and whatnot, but most importantly, be able to monetize my social media profiles. So we've never run a single paid ad, which is not something I'm like proud of or anything, but it just goes to show the power of our social media presence and our organic marketing, which is really strong right now. So a lot of that has to do with my copywriting skills that I'm still developing and As well as that, I just think that coaching is my thing. It energizes me. I don't feel tired after coaching. It's just something that I so enjoy to do. I could do it forever until I die. I think I was made for it or something because it gives me so much energy and I love it so much. So those are probably my top zone of geniuses. And it goes kind of nicely with our Instagram agency because in the beginning, I was just doing a lot of mostly consulting on how to get our clients more of an audience or higher engagement or whatever. And so I was coaching and consulting all the while But I feel like I'm definitely in my zone of genius right now where all I do is coach and create content. Yeah, you can tell you're just completely in flow all the time. (laughs) Does this mean that way? Good. (laughs) You can tell you're in a really good place and you're just killing it. It's so nice to watch that. You know, when you just watch someone killing it and you're like, yeah, that makes me feel so good. (laughs) Thanks, girl. So you mentioned the copywriting thing and I completely agree. I think everything you put out there is incredibly engaging. And I think you really have it down to being able to relate and tap into the feelings of the people that are reading it. So they leave after your writing feeling differently to when they started. And I think that's a massive gift and also something you've worked a lot on. And I also definitely want to acknowledge the fact that you've done no paid advertising. That is a huge thing to brag about. And there's not too many entrepreneurs that can say that. Like it really is an art to be able to do that. We only just started running ads for the first ever time a few months ago too. It's a whole different ball game. Like it's something we never did because we were very copy heavy too and really cared about the community yeah. side. So I think We have a lot in in common there and we're kind of getting into that world, which is really exciting. But what do you think is really important to consider with copywriting when it comes to creating content online that's really going to engage with your audience? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad we're talking about this. Yay. Copywriting is the shit, guys. If you are not researching how to write copy better, you're essentially neglecting your communication skills. And ultimately, when you're online and when you're not actually with a person in real life, when they can feel your energy and your vibe and whatnot, and have experiences that bond you together, you really have to create those experiences and create that bond online through your writing, or video, or basically just your words in general, your communication style. And so copywriting is, if you don't know what it is, it's the art of writing content for a specific purpose, normally in business. So What we call direct response copywriting is the aim of writing copy to get the reader to take action at the end of your writing. So it's basically persuasion, it's influence, it's learning how to apply the basics of psychology and getting someone to see your perspective so that by the end of the writing, they feel differently or they do something to change their life or buy your product or whatever you want them to do, basically. So it's really, really fascinating to me. It's always been so fascinating to me when I finally heard 
this term for it, direct response copywriting. I was like, whoa, there are so many books about it. There's so much education about it. And it's literally just out there. You can learn how to communicate better and more effectively with your audience so that they actually are persuaded by you to do what you want and ultimately to be better people. It's just so exciting to me. But my experience with copywriting has started since I was probably like 12 or 11 years old. And it's really weird. And <laughs> it's an uncomfortable story to tell, but I'll just go for it. I basically at the age of 12 was an internet kid because I was homeschooled because I had like learning problems. So I spent a lot of time on the computer as a kid. And I was kind of like raised by the internet or whatever. And I learned how to build websites at a very young age. And I ended up building a fan page website for a cat book series that I was reading. Yes, cats. I am. And <laughs> this is amazing. Like already, I know this is going to be a great story. <laughs> uh, have you heard this story before? No, but keep going. Oh I'm gosh. loving it. You're going to like laugh at me so much. Okay. So basically, I built this fan page for this cat book series. And I wanted a place for me and a couple other my friends to log on and basically role play. And yes, role play cats online on a website that I built at 12 years old. So basically, the premise of it was that we would create stories together, I would get on a thread, I would start something and say, my character cinder walked through the forest to find prey or whatever. And then someone else would write in underneath that thread and say, my character did this. And she saw cinder walking through the forest and said, What are you doing on my territory? Like it was weird. But anyway, So we were role playing cats online. And it taught me a lot about storytelling and how to make the most engaging stories possible. And ultimately how to convey character and personality through writing as well. And I think that that was really helpful translating into business because I am always trying to convey more of my personality. And it can be as simple as spelling a word differently than it's typically spelled. Like for example, if we're saying damn, I won't just say D-A-M-N. I'll say damn, which is D-A-Y-U-U-U-U-U-M, <laughs> right? And so those are touches that you can put on your vibe to make you a more engaging writer so that it's not just like reading a dry paragraph and you're like, okay, I could have looked that up on Google and come up with the same information. You want it to be bonding to your character. So anyway, cat roleplay website really taught me a lot about that stuff. <laughs> Highly recommend building a cat roleplay website. Just kidding. Don't do that. Just read some books on direct response copywriting. And then I also had a lot of experience working when I was having my side hustles and I wasn't quite full-time in my business. I would ghostwrite for a lot of other entrepreneurs and they would tell me the topics to write about. And I would just ghostwrite pages and pages and pages of material for them. And so that was basically my experience. But to cut all that short, I mean, you could just buy a few books on direct response copywriting. It's something you absolutely need to know if you are planning on making money through paid advertising or organic advertising, especially on social media. It's just a shortcut to become extra influential online. And that's what we teach inside of our mentorship program as well, because it's just been so pivotal in our journey. I love that you're bringing that up. And I'm totally in agreement with you. I think there always has to be this really good balance between informing your audience and inviting your audience right because you can be too much on one side or the other and actually are not getting the response you want so I think that sounds like a really great way of doing it when you go to write a caption say you're selling something and you go to write a caption to inform and invite is that a formula that you follow yeah there actually is so I follow a format with every single one of my posts The formula is basically what you start with. I think there's about four sections of my formula. So what you start with is your headline. The headline should be the most intriguing and pattern interrupting part of your post possible. So instead of writing this avocado cacao smoothie recipe, (laughs) you would write instead something like 
my avocado chocolate smoothie that boosts sex drive, makes me feel full all day, and gives me clarity of mind. That would be way more intriguing to read than just the recipe and giving away the whole point of the post in the first headline. Because when you're just giving away the point of the post in the headline, and a lot of people will do this with giving away their main point, they'll say, you need to love yourself in business. And then they'll go in and try to justify why. But I would actually encourage you to not give it away in your first sentence because people will just automatically filter based on the headline whether or not they feel like they need to read it. And if you give away your whole point in your first line, I mean, there's no real reason to go ahead and read the whole thing, right? Especially if you're not conveying personality and things like we mentioned before to the post to make it interesting. So start with a headline that's actually interesting and that forces someone to stop their scroll basically and look at you at a closer level. And then the next line should be your intrigue line. This is where you suck them in further with adding more curiosity or more controversy or more polarity or something like that into the second line of your paragraph. Because once you pass the headline, you're not done yet. You still need to convince them to read the actual body of what you're writing. So I have a couple intrigue sentences, something like if I wanted to start out by saying three content hacks that will force your potential clients to hurl their credit cards at you. You'd be like, all right, I'm going to read the next line and find out what this girl's talking about. And then I might go into the pain points of what my ideal client is feeling. So I would probably say, you're probably sick writing a bunch of content for social media and only getting back, you're so inspirational. Why aren't people paying you, right? Why aren't people trying to give you their credit cards? You're giving good information, but it's just not there. So that's where I would go into the intrigue. And this really hooks them because I'm literally talking about what's probably going on as their internal dialogue every single day when they're trying to figure out what's missing. And then I'll go in and start educating and informing. And the call to action is really where I sell. Okay. And that's where I say, hey, if this sounds like something you want to learn, we go even deeper in this program, or this is something that you need. Or if you resonate with the above, this resource will save you basically. And then I invite them to go to wherever they can find that, whether it's the link in bio or just the link below, and then the deal is done. So that's what I found to be the most effective in my students and my own writing as a format to follow, just to make sure that you're doing everything you need to do to maximize your exposure online. I'm obsessed. So you start with a headline, then you hit us with an intrigue line, then educate, inform, and then the call to action at the end. Correct. That is the formula. Amazing. I love it. I guarantee you're going to be starting to get tagged in hundreds of quotes yes. of captions, people doing this now. So I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. No worries. Tag me in your friggin' captions. I want to look at it. I want to see what you've applied. That'd be great. That would be amazing. Definitely want everyone doing that. I have another question for you. And I feel like you probably get this question a lot. So for anyone that might not follow Rachel, I will just tell you, she shows up every single day on stories and not just like here's my avocado smoothie or celery juice (laughs) more like you're really getting into it and you're sharing really valuable content and insight every single day how do you structure that how do you make sure you know what you're talking about every single day and have a topic how do you find the energy to be that consistent where does that come from that is such a good question you are great at this natalie Oh, thank you. I'm new you're to like this. You're like a so. natural. Seriously, <laughs> you're like doing so good. <laughs> but anyway, what I think has made the biggest difference, and I'll just be the first to admit, I am not a big to-do list girl like Natalie. 
oh, I have like an OCD orgasm every single time you share your to-do list, like on your Instagram stories. I'm like, how is this girl so organized? Like, holy crap, she's so productive. I'm productive in my own special and unique ways, but definitely not like that. So organization and staying consistent has always been a challenge for me. And it's one of actually the biggest things that I used to question about myself when I first started in entrepreneurship. I was like, how am I going to be able to build a successful business if I'm not organized? And so I've had to work hard to develop this skill. But what I found helps me the most be consistent with anything is just making it a habit. You might be listening to this and be like, oh, I don't want a habit. Like that's, I want the formula. I want the process. And I get it. Like you want the tactics to be able to be consistent and overcome procrastination or what have you. But ultimately, what I think is the best way to do something consistently is fit it into your schedule and your mindset every single day so that you never miss a day because it's hooked into a bigger reason why or just an automatic response when certain things happen or when you think of certain topics. So for example, since I did a lot of coaching in my past, every time that I would answer a question for a student, I knew that there were probably like a thousand other people out there who needed to hear that advice as well. And so I would start writing down notes just throughout my week on things that I wanted to talk about. And I would just take my notepad out every day and just do one and talk a little bit about it or share a quote at the very least. What has ultimately helped me create a lot of trust with my audience and a lot of relationship and a lot of people who are just like, wow, this girl shows up every single day, like you said, is just being consistent and sharing something of value, something that I know my ideal client would need to see every single day, whether that's a spiritual quote, whether that's a picture of a mountain, I don't know what my ideal client needs to see unless I actually think about it and say, all right, what does Melanie, my ideal client, need to see every single day to know that she's on the right track and that I can be a source of relief for her every single day? So that's what I think about. And since I'm so connected to what I'm doing, I think it's just very easy for me to feel spiritually and emotionally inclined each and every day to share something to help others. But if you're selling like a product, like an e-commerce product or something like that, it can be a little bit more difficult to be emotional about it and say, people really need to hear about my product today. Oh my goodness. So for that type of person, I would recommend making it a part of your daily schedule, literally like at 10 a.m. every single day, you get on there and you share a feature or a benefit of your product or a testimonial or something like that, just to make sure that it's part of your daily schedule. It's kind of like not missing a meal. You wouldn't just miss breakfast if you're used to eating breakfast every single day. You would get at the very least a protein bar, right? So you want to make sure that this is just as important to you as eating breakfast. That speaks to my Capricorn side, putting it in your calendar. When I used to want to get consistent with doing more email writing, I would do the same thing. I'd put it in my calendar day before to write the email and schedule it. So I love that. And another good thing you mentioned, I think, is just making notes throughout the week whenever you're getting inspiration. So do you have like a notebook or page where you have all of these ideas? So if you're stuck one day, you can kind of go back and look at a topic. Yeah, exactly. I have two places where I store most of my ideas. I have a notepad on my phone that's just the notes app. And I have a note that's just called write-ups. And I just add in ideas and then I go through it. And if I feel called to expand upon a certain idea, I'll just go ahead and write a whole post out of it and then post it. That's kind of my process. It's very simple. I find that the more softwares and tactics and all the stuff that I integrate into my content writing, the less I actually get done. (laughs) So I just need to keep it simple for me. And then the other place I keep my ideas is in a brain dump document on Google Drive. And I love just going in there because it's more of a structured place where I can divide them up into topics like Let's say I'm just talking about niche or sales or content, and I can brain dump all of my ideas and headlines underneath those categories. 
So I keep it organized in that way. It's pretty simple. It's pretty easy. And one thing that I recommend doing for your content strategy, if you're a person who likes to have a system behind it, is making sure that you know what the top four to five topics your ideal client needs to see every single day is. So in my case, since I'm marketing to online coaches who want to build six-figure businesses through social media, I would say they need to know about their niche and irresistible offer. They need to know about how to create a profitable audience. They need to know how to create content and they need sales help. And that's basically what I talk about all the time. And so I recommend having like a list of topics that you can just basically pull out and say, okay, my ideal client at any moment of any day really needs to know about mindset or whatever. And then you can write something based on that. That is golden. That's such good advice. Okay. So I feel like everyone here is like literally just like journaling like crazy, getting all these notes down, which I am loving. I have another question because you said, if I feel called to, I'll expand upon that. And I get that a lot. The way you talk is you're really not afraid of this hard work and putting in the time and effort, but also you do value the more flowy side and taking up space. I wonder what's your opinion on this whole hustle mentality? Oh my gosh. Another great question. Wow. Hustle is so important. I think that whoever you are, wherever you come from, you pretty much fall on either one end of the spectrum. And the spectrum is essentially on one end, you have people who are have no problem getting shit done. They're very type A, organized, want to get to point A to point B, very self-motivated, driven, and they're just not afraid of doing things and they just need to be told what to do, basically. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have people who are more emotional-based, more go with the flow, not as motivated, maybe more of the perfectionist and procrastinator type personalities and people who are just kind of just want to go camping and forget about their problems <laughs> instead of going for the gold, right? And so I think that no matter what end of the spectrum you tend to gravitate towards in your life, I think that it's really important to go visit the other end of the spectrum, the opposite end, and figure out how to take the advantages and the pros from that end of the spectrum. And so I think that in order to be a balanced person and a balanced entrepreneur, if you are very go with the flow and very creative type and can't really get a whole lot done, you really need to lean into learning about your finances, learning about the numbers, being really, really organized, and also standing up for yourself and being a hard worker. You need to learn from the other end of the spectrum in order to be the best version of yourself possible and to get the hustle mentality in check as well. Because some people will just say, just work hard every single day. But I know a lot of people who work hard every single day and they're not doing the right things, right? So there does need to be room for intuition. There needs to be room for flow. There needs to be room for happiness. And there needs to be room for fulfillment and self-actualization through questioning yourself and going inside. But I think that if you're just focused on the external and the hustle and getting everything organized and getting everything done, you sometimes don't take inventory of how happy you actually are or if you're going in the right direction and you don't have time to adjust based on that. So Long story short, I think that no matter if you're super into hustling or super into going with the flow, you need to visit the other end of the spectrum to learn how to use those tools in completeness for yourself. I love that. And I love that you mentioned self-actualization. I remember like a few years ago, so we have a very similar story. I started at 13 on the internet building websites, people. And for a really long time, I literally had to hustle my ass off to get where I was. And then I started to realize, oh, I don't have to worry about money anymore. Oh, I don't have to worry about this anymore. Oh, I have. And then you get to the top of that self-actualization part. And then you're like, 
fuck like is this what I really wanted like is my life just kind of running ahead of me and so now I really try and encourage all my clients like okay when you're making decisions and maybe you're even at the lower end of that hierarchy of needs try and think with the self-actualization goals in mind and try and know where you're going and why you're going there like for example one of my clients she really wants to create products that help her get more passive income because she wants to try for a baby and but she came to me with this idea she's like I want to do this one-to-one program I think it's going to be amazing I'm like wait yeah great that's going to tick a box right at the bottom here but where we're actually trying to get to looks very very different and I think sometimes we can get so trapped in that like hustle gotta bring money and gotta work that we forget what we're really working towards I love that you said that. How do you find the balance between taking time for yourself, time off? Because I know you work with Ross, your partner too. Yeah. So how do you find the balance between having enough you time to recharge and get yourself in a really good place? Self-care has always been not a luxury to me. It's been a necessity. Partly because if I don't practice self-care, I start losing sanity. (laughs) So it's better for everyone if I just take care of myself. So I have a very low tolerance for, and I think this is because I'm incredibly sensitive and empathetic to like literally everything and everyone around me. If I don't take time out of my day to really prioritize my energy and my intention for the day and who I want to be and who I want to show up as, it can very easily end up being me just kind of taking in everyone's energy around me and, and being reactive versus responsive. So, and when I'm in a reactive state, I'm not nearly as effective and productive and you know, and who I want to be as opposed to being in a responsive state. It's definitely been an essential for me forever. And the balance I have between it is basically the more busy I am, the more self-care I need. So a lot of people will do the opposite where they're like, okay, if I'm super busy, I don't have time to take a bath tonight, or I don't have time to journal, you know, I just need to get up and work. And I'm just here to say that I think that if you don't have enough time to meditate, you should meditate for twice as long. Because Taking time and actually investing your energy every single day is a non-negotiable into your energy and who you are and going inside and actually getting awareness around what you feel and how your life is going and what your needs are. You're going to have a very hard time communicating that to the world around you and teaching others how to treat you. You need to treat yourself how you want to be treated. That shows the world how to treat you. So I'm huge on self-care and I don't think the self-care always has to look like going out and buying something or doing your nails or even taking a bath. I think that self-care is sometimes just stopping and doing nothing at all and being okay with not being productive for 15 minutes and just forgiving yourself for maybe things that you did or didn't do in the past and dropping you know, any negative energy that you're still clinging on to because you feel like you quote unquote should be doing something else. I think that a lot of women, especially in our society, have guilt and a lot of shame around taking time for themselves and spending time with themselves doing nothing, especially entrepreneur women, because they're like always trying to be productive, always trying to be making moves going forward. And when we take time to stop and breathe, it can sometimes be like uncomfortable because you feel like you should be doing something else because you could be doing something else. But just because you could be doing something else other than self-care doesn't mean you should. So I think that's kind of basically been my perspective on it that's gold I love that that really showed up for me a few months ago when I was just working like crazy and Stephen is also setting his own company up so we've been spending a lot more time together than we normally would and 
anytime I wasn't working, I was spending with him or with my friends. And I wasn't actually just stopping to spend time with myself. And something that I did was like, okay, a Wednesday is my night. If I want to spend it watching TV, reading a book or going out, like I will, but I'm not seeing anyone. And that boundary for me has been really good. Just saying what I need and not feeling the guilt of like needing to do anything for anyone. It's been really, really nice. I love that. Yeah, so true. Not doing anything for anyone else. I think that we can lose touch with that, especially as service providers, because our whole career is based on helping other people get what they want. But then, you know, do you have anyone in your life actually telling you or asking you, what do you want? What do you want? How can I help you? Because if you don't have someone asking you that in your life, it's really time to ask yourself that for sure, because you need to be able to help yourself as well. A hundred percent. I also love what you said about when you feel like you haven't got time to meditate, do it twice as long. Because I made the mistake once of having a launch and putting so much time and effort into the launch and like exhausting myself that by the time it came for my program to actually be running, I was so burned out. And what I realize now is whenever I'm in launch period, I need to create more space and take more time off than I would any other time. And being intentional about that's been a really powerful shift. Like this is just pure gold. I'm obsessed. I have one more question to cover as well, which I think is going to be a big one for a lot of people listening. And I keep saying everything I admire about you. I'm just generally obsessed. But one thing I really admire about you is your absolute confidence online to maybe confidence isn't even the word, just your intention to be so transparent and open with who you are. I really admire that. And it encourages a lot of people to own who they are and their worth and be confident sharing behind the scenes as well. So that's part of my question is how did you get there? And the second part to my question is what kind of work or things or experiences have you had that have really allowed you to tap into that knowing of exactly who you are and owning it? Love this. I think that's what a lot of people are struggling with as well right now is like, how can I be authentic? Like, I feel like I'm showing up on the Instagram stories, but I'm not just coming across how I want to, or there's something blocking me from really like expressing myself fully. And if you feel like that's the case with you, I'll give you a little insight into like how I started on Instagram stories. And that's, I think the main medium we're really both referring to right now. I'm not really doing any other platforms other than Instagram story and Instagram right now for my business. So it's easy for me to focus, but What really started me out on that is I was doing my Instagram agency. I only had like a thousand followers on Instagram. I wasn't doing anything. My business was making six figures and multiple six figures at the time or something like that. And I didn't really feel the need to push for clients on Instagram itself. I was getting all my clients through Facebook and PR articles and things like that. And so I kind of just was like, you know what? I think I'm going to use my Instagram as just a way to like connect and help and just see what happens. And I didn't really have a goal in mind for it. And I think that starting without a goal in mind is kind of beautiful sometimes because, you know, and how many times in your life right now do you give yourself permission to just try something for the fuck of it? Like probably never, right? Because you've got limited time, limited energy, limited resources. And so we're more picky with what we try to do. You're not just going to pick up a bunch of paint stuff at the paint store and just randomly start painting if you feel like it. You're going to plan it out, you know, try to figure out what supplies to get, what do you need, like whatever. As adults, we learn to get more analytical and more wise with our time and energy, and that's totally fine. However, I do think there's beauty in starting something just to experiment and just see what will happen. So that's basically how I started. 
And since I didn't feel the need to get clients through Instagram, I just started being myself right away. And I just started being silly and dancing on video and not really having a point and sharing about what I was eating and what I was doing during the day and things with Ross and my dog. And it just wasn't anything in particular. And normally I would say this is a bad idea (laughs) to start with this. However, what it really taught me was how people were like interested just because I was totally being myself unapologetically. And I wasn't trying to be anything other than myself. And I think that's the main reason why people started watching my Instagram stories is they were like, wow, every now and again, she spits a little bit of wisdom. But for the most part, she's just herself. And so it's kind of like relieving to watch someone just be comfortable with themselves. That's why confidence is so attractive. Because when someone's really comfortable with themselves, you look at them and you're like, wow, I don't feel uncomfortable around you because you're so comfortable with yourself. It's awesome. And I think that people just find that very relieving in business, especially when someone's super confident about their offer and they're super confident about themselves and they're just being really authentic and real. I think that there's something hypnotizing about that because it's so rare to find. Everyone's trying to put on a show or put on a facade and trying to convince you of something all the time. And it can be a little bit exhausting to watch that all day, every day without a little bit of comic relief or a little bit of just storytelling or just general life in general. So I started out with no expectation and no goal. And what I would encourage all of you guys to do, if you're listening to this and looking for a takeaway from that, is identify what parts of yourself you're hiding right now in your online presence. And I want to invite you to bring that to the surface because the part of you that you're probably trying to hide or that you feel ashamed about or that you feel like other people wouldn't like you for is going to be one of the most polarizing aspects about your personality. And if that's actually who you are and in alignment with who you want to be in the future, but you feel shame in in showing it to other people, you should definitely start showing it to other people (laughs) because that's going to really split up the herd of who is in your audience because they genuinely like your message and your vibe or who's in your audience just because they are not really the right fit, but you're not really polarizing enough to get them to go away. And I always celebrate when I lose followers for this reason, because I want people to not resonate with me because if everyone's resonated with me in the whole wide world, I'm obviously not being specific enough and true enough to myself because the reality is not everyone's going to like me. You know, some people are not going to like me. Some people are going to like me. And that's if I'm being my total authentic self. So I'm trying to accelerate that process and kind of like wave my hand in the air and be like, yo, if anyone doesn't like me, you can go ahead and leave now. That's totally fine with me because the people who do like me will be more attracted to that than the people who aren't. Does that make sense? Yes. I just got chills when you said identify which part of yourself you're hiding right now. And I think even all of us who pride ourselves on being as transparent on social media as possible and showing up can do that exercise and even dig into what more we can be sharing because a lot of the times we might be hiding things we don't even realize. So I think that's an amazing exercise. I love that. Rachel, thank you so, so much. This interview I could just talk to you all day has been amazing. I think everyone wants to stalk you right now. So where can they find you? Yes, come stalk me so I can stalk you. It'll be a stalk fest. The best place to find me is on Instagram at Rachel Bell. Pretty simple. It's R-A-C-H-E-L, no extra A, just at Rachel Bell and we can connect. And if you end up writing a bomb piece of content, just tag me in it so I can check it out. Yep. I love that. If you write the content, tag us. And also if you decide to show up and share something on your stories, which maybe makes you feel a bit nervous or uncomfortable, tag us so we can see it. We can repost you. We can support you. And I think that would be uh, what an amazing thing to inspire, right? Some more transparency on social. 
think that would be incredible. Yeah, stop hiding. Be yourself. You're freaking perfect just the way you are and show the world what a gift you are because you are a gift. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and be sure to leave us a review. We want to hear what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were, and also really want to know who you want to see on the show. And speaking of reviews, I've also got a little something up my sleeve for you. So I want to send you a copy of the Boss Babe 25. This is a brand new resource that we've created and trust me, you are going to love it. So the Boss Babe 25 is the 25 essential resources you need for personal and professional growth. Seriously, this little resource is like a little boss babe holy grail you are going to love it it covers everything from must-have products our favorite books rituals that we do daily and little hacks to help you grow so if you want a copy it's really easy just leave us a review screenshot that review and email it to podcast at bossbabe.com that is podcast at bossbabe.com and we'll send you a free copy over within 24 hours 